It wasn't perfect, but it was pretty much what we assumed it was going to be. Tennessee dominates Virginia, the season opener in Nashville, 1-0. And now heading on throughout the football season, what this means and how it can prepare Tennessee for Florida in two weeks. Your Monday, Locked On Balls. You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, you beautiful guys and gals. Welcome to it. Locked on balls here on your football Monday morning. Reactionary Monday. Uh, 30 minutes or less. It's Locked on Balls, your team every single day. We're a part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Shout out everydayers. We got that mailbag edition of the show that's coming up tomorrow. You know what to do. Drop those questions in the comment section on YouTube where you're subscribed to hopefully uh, DM me at underscore Kaner at Locked on Balls. And of course, you can find this podcast. Make it your first listen wherever you listen to your podcast. All right, we got a phone show coming up. Big thoughts, big takeaways from Tennessee's 49-10 thumping of Virginia in segment one. We're going to hear from the Ball Radio Network scoring plays in segment number two, and then stats and canter grades coming up in segment number three. Complete reaction to what we saw on Saturday. Tennessee is 1-0 with a 49-10 win over Virginia, and we couldn't do this without our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Official Sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed by visiting FanDuel.com slash Locked On to go ahead and get started today. All right, so big thoughts number one. I've got a list of you know, four or five over here. I've written about it at VolQuest.com all day on Sunday. I hope you check that out. Uh, but the number one bullet that I kind of wrote down here bullet point was it was what we expected okay we all came in here and we expected Tennessee to win big now I got a question on Twitter Tuesday last week about the uh, FanDuel line of 27 and a half should I take it what would I do um, I, I didn't touch it the line's way too big I don't particularly uh, you know indulge in in terms of Tennessee because I feel like I'm too close to it um, but you know, when I do those type of lines, I didn't, I don't necessarily like, but I still, you know, kind of gave out advice, you know, when I went on shows and we played these pick them games and all that, I still picked Tennessee to cover because I expected Tennessee to, uh, handle business in a big way. And that's what it did, right? I mean, it was the taking the opening kickoff, marching right down the field, scoring on the position. Number one offense, very much out of sync. We'll get into that more in a moment, but offense very much out of sync, but coming and scoring twice right before the half and get putting this game way out of proportion at 21 to 3 heading into the halftime break. It just goes to show you how quick this offense can go. Um that last touchdown again, there was 146 ticks on the clock before the halftime break. Tennessee goes 9 plays, 75 yards and punches it in with 6 seconds to spare. Just goes to show you how quick this offense can get, can get going, right? Um it's what we expected. I expected the defense to shine. That was one of my keys to the game. Something I was looking out for. The defense absolutely did that. 11 and a half TFLs, four sacks. Defensive line in the front seven absolutely whooped some ass in this game. They dominated the line of scrimmage, moved the line of scrimmage back into the Virginia backfield, and that's what you want to see. So this was what I expected. I'm sure it was what you expected as well. Uh, number two bullet point I have here, the offense responded. The offense was far from perfect, okay? In fact, for much of the first quarter, much of the first half, all the way down to the four-ish, five-minute mark of the second quarter, the offense was abysmal. It couldn't get anything going. Turnover went for it on fourth down on that first possession, rolled the dice on fourth and five, scored a touchdown. Okay, opening drive of the season. Let's set the tempo. Let's set let's set the uh, scenery here. I like it. 
But fourth and one from your own 29, what are you doing? Why are you going for that? And, and more importantly, why didn't you give it to Brew McCoy on the end of round? He could have been running for days. Um, but I didn't like that call. Turnover on downs. Three straight punts. A couple of really bad Jackson Ross punts as well. We'll get into that later on in the show. Um, but, so, like, you were really out of sorts offensively. But then again, you responded. You came back and scored two touchdowns by marching the length of the field right before the halftime break to make it 21-3 to and put this game out of reach. I love the way the defense had a little bit of uh, adversity here, and I love the way it responded. That was good to see again against the front seven of Virginia that I think is pretty good. I honestly don't think it's bad. I think Virginia's bad. I think Virginia's defensive front seven is not horrible. I truly believe that. Number three, the offensive line shuffle. Boy, playing seven to eight guys over there. Um, I've got some notes over here when I did my rewatch, and I track the offensive line in terms of drives where Tennessee scored touchdowns. And on one, two, three, on three of the touchdown scoring drives, it was the first offensive line unit that we saw out there. John Campbell at left tackle, Andre Kirik at left guard, Ollie Lane at center, Javante Spragans at right guard, J.J. Crawford at right tackle. On two of the touchdown scoring drives, it was John Campbell at left tackle. It was all the same, but Gerald Mincy was in at right tackle. A couple more, Dane Davis was in on some scoring drives at the center position, and then Lampley was in on a scoring drive at left guard with Gerald Mincy playing left tackle. Uh, Gerald Mincy flip-flopped from left tackle to right tackle, all game long. And then the very last touchdown you scored, it was the backups in there. Gerald Mincy was still in there, but he was playing left tackle. Uh, Lampley was playing left guard. Parker Ball was at center. Addison Nichols was a right guard. And, and uh, Brian Grant was a right tackle. That's when the game, that's when Nico was in. The game was pretty much won. But I loved what I saw from the offensive line. I hate rotations on the offensive line, but right now you got to find some answers. And Tennessee stayed fresh. The offense masked some offensive line play in a big way. And I love Dane Davis at center. I thought he looked really good. And when you go down to the Swamp in two weeks and you have a 400-pounder in front of you, and Watson, I believe, is his name, you're going to need some beef up there. And I think if Cooper Mays continues to be out, I think you should toy around, toy around with Dane Davis at the center and Ollie Lane as your left guard. I think that might be your best five of combination. But I love what I saw from the offensive line. I did. He gave up one sack, had two penalties. That's football. I love what I saw from the offensive line. The defense came to play. Again, 11.5 TFLs, four sacks. 5 of 18 on third down conversions. Virginia got in the red zone twice, but they only Tennessee's defense only allowed one touchdown. That's getting it done. I thought the defense played a lot of players, even before it was a blowout. So not crazy about the safety rotation. We'll get into that here in a moment. thought Keenan Peely was all over the place. James Pierce broke out in a big way. Two third down sacks. Tyler Barron had two sacks, one on third down, both from the Rabbits package when he was inside and cleaning some things up thought Aaron Beasley was all over the place. I really liked that defense. It was a time to get out there and showcase what you are. Now, that Virginia offense, one of the worst you'll see all year. I recognize that, but it was good to see Tennessee's defense do what it did. And then finally, Dylan Sampson. How can I get this long? And, and we'll talk Joe Milton here in a moment and all that. Uh, we'll talk Jalen Wright, who was the best running back on the field. Um, Joe Milton, again, struggled at points and times that I thought he was solid in game number one. More on that in a moment. Keep saying more on that, more on that. You're probably saying, tell me about Joe. But Dylan Sampson, <laughs> four touchdowns, guys. I mean, and, and the beautiful thing about it is, and what a great problem to have if you're Tennessee, your RB1, it's clear it's Jalen Wright. Jabari Small is going to get carries. And even on the broadcast, when I went back and watched it, they said, hey, Tennessee's coaching staff said it was going to be a 40-40-20 split. 
meaning Jalen Wright's going to get 40, but he'll be up first. Jabari Small's next, and he'll get 40. Dylan Sampson's third, and he'll get 20. But whoever has the hot hand will ride it. And what a great problem to have because Tennessee rode Jalen Wright down the field, put in Dylan Sampson, and on that first touchdown of the day, which we'll hear in a moment, courtesy of the Vol Radio Network, what a progression there from Joe. Looked off his first, looked off his second. Dylan Sampson on the swing route in the flat was his third read, and he hit it for the score. The two slants kind of opened things up underneath as well. Um, Dylan Sampson also came in and stole a touchdown away from Jabari uh, Small later in the game. Um, you know, it was it was it was Small and Wright that would carry the offense down there. They get tired on these long drives, and then Dylan Sampson would come in and finish off. He, he had a great game. I'm not taking anything away from him. Four total touchdowns the first time a Tennessee running back's done that since the opener against Georgia Tech in 2017 and John Kelly. So Dylan Sampson had a great game, and that was great to see. So big takeaways, what we expected. Got got some improving to do, got some work to do. We'll get into some penalties and stuff here as the show goes on. But I think we all expected a Tennessee blowout victory. We got a Tennessee blowout victory. Tennessee won in a monster way. Final score, 49-10. to 10. Uh, Tennessee wins uh, over... Uh, Tennessee, is it 49 to 10 or is it 49 13? 49 13, sorry. 49 13. 49 13. If I said 49 to 10, excuse me, it is 49 13. Regardless, Tennessee had the 49 and it won in a big way. When we come back, we'll take a listen to the, some scoring plays. I will tell you um, kind of how those plays worked and some things I liked about those scoring plays. That and a whole lot more is coming up next right here on Locked on Vols. I want to tell you about our friends over at Athletic Brewing Company, okay? It's time for your Game Changer of the Week, and it's brought to you by our friends, Athletic Brewing Company, Game Changer of the Week. And I just talked about him right there. Much like Dylan Sampson, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They can make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Dylan Sampson, Game Changer. He had 12 carries, 67 yards, or 52 yards or whatever. He had one reception for a touchdown, three rushing touchdowns, four total touchdowns. He was fantastic in this game, and it was good for Tennessee because that is your RB3. Um, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They can make non-alcoholic beers actually taste good, full flavor, and well-crafted, just like full-strength beer. Their brews are great-tasting, award-winning. They beat out full-strength beers in global competitions, and they brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beers, including IPAs, Golden, Sours, and a whole lot more. You can find Athletic in-store, online, and at bars around the country. They're the fastest-growing non-alcoholic brewery in the U.S., so you need to go ahead and and get on board today. First-time customers can use the code Locked On to get 15% off your first online order. That's Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. The college football season is here, and this season Locked On is kicking up our coverage with a Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday where Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications. The conference rivalry games can go in-depth only like Locked On can, including insights and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts, myself included, covering their team every single day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every day from 11 to 1 Eastern uh, on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You don't want to miss it. Let's go ahead and check that out on the Locked On Balls YouTube channel. Your boy made an appearance. 
contributed to that awesome show. Did a really, really good job. Didn't ask me to uh, to help out an awful lot uh, for week one, which is fine. I haven't gone to a meeting in like a year, so I get it. Uh, but they did a great job. Uh, really did. And, and they utilized hosts from around the country to get in there. They had cool features. Um, the host did an awesome job. It was a two-hour live show. Guys, that's hard to do. It really is. And so I'm, I'm pumped. I watched it last week. I, I, I sent in a little you know minute clip about the Vols and why the Vols would cover, which uh, they did. And so I'm looking forward to, to working with that as the season goes on. But I encourage you to check that out. Again, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Friday right here on the Locked On Balls YouTube channel. They did an awesome job. Uh, Tennessee did an awesome job on Saturday. <laughs> did an awesome job indeed. 49-13, to 13, the final score, Tennessee over Virginia. And uh, there was a lot of scoring for this Tennessee offense. In fact, it didn't take them long at all. Not even three minutes into the football game, Tennessee marches down the field. 62 yards on eight plays. Scoring drive of 247. Dylan Sampson scores the first touchdown of the day. He went on to score three more. But the first touchdown of the season. And this is how it sounded, courtesy of the Vol Radio Network. Milton out of the shotgun. Fourth down. Milton back to throw. Looks for the end zone. Fires it. Swing pass near Good sideline. Choice. Caught by Sampson. Sampson to the pylon. In. Touchdown, Tennessee. A swing pass from Joe Milton to Dylan Sampson coming out of the backfield. And he spread it with the pylon and got there just ahead of the Virginia defender. And Tennessee takes the opening kickoff and drives it right down the field for an opening score. And Tennessee leads it 6 nothing. Bob Kessling, Pat Ryan on the Vol Radio Network. Again, I have written permission, disclaimer, to use the Vol Radio Network scoring plays on this podcast. And I appreciate them for allowing me to do just that. But uh, that was first series of the, of, the, of the year. Fourth and five from the nine-plus. Going to go for it. I love that call right there. Setting the tempo for the season. I like that. Again, I don't like the fourth and one on the second drive from your own 29. Don't like that at all. But love that. Maybe that's hypocritical of me, but I think those situations are a little bit different. I love that. And I love that play from Joe Milton. He's sitting back. He's got he's got double slants going from the left side. He looks at one, doesn't like it. Looks at two, doesn't like it. Throws to the flat. Because of those double slants going to the middle of the field, it opened up. The flat area, linebacker was slow getting over there in man-to-man coverage to get Dylan Sampson. He wins the foot race to the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Tennessee. Well, again, I mentioned turnover on downs, the second offensive possession of, of the ball game. Three straight punts. Things were not going well for Tennessee's offense, but just how quickly it can go bad. It can turn right back around and get back on track. Two quick scores right before the halftime break. Here's the first. It's capping a drive of 13 plays where Tennessee went 90 yards. Would you know it's Dylan Sampson again bursting on the scene from three yards out. Here's how it sounded on the Vol Radio Network. Milton hands it to his tailback. He plows ahead, and he's in. Touchdown, Tennessee. Sampson's second score of the day. One catching, one rushing. And Tennessee now leads Virginia by oh a score of 13 to nothing. Tennessee was up 14 nothing after that point after attempt. And the Volunteers uh, were uh, well out in front there with, let's see here, about 441 left in the second quarter heading into the halftime break. So Tennessee led 14 nothing, And then you had Virginia that went down and kicked a 30-yard field goal. Had already missed a field goal attempt already in that first half, but it's 14-3. to Tennessee gets the football back with 142 left on the clock, and the Volunteers go all the way down the field, 75 plays on nine play, 75 yards on nine plays, a minute 36 off the clock, six seconds left on the clock after this scoring play. Joe Milton takes it in himself, 
And here's how it sounded on your radio dial. And now they go under center and the snap. Milton, they push him ahead. Tyree West pushes him right into the end zone and touchdown, Tennessee. Radio geek, love what Bob and Pat do in the Vol Radio Network. Big fans of them. I contribute to the Vol Radio Network. I do a. Uh, uh, an assistant interview uh, on the broadcast every single Saturday. Maybe you guys have heard that. Um, but uh, anyway, that that call was a little anticlimactic. Let me tell you why that was cool, okay? Tennessee goes up 21-3 to after the PAT heading into the halftime break. Tennessee goes full house, okay? No wide receivers, okay? Get the wide receivers out. They're bringing some big boys, okay? Not only bringing some big boys, double tight ends and all that, but... Full house means you have three backs in the backfield. You have a quarterback under center in Joe Milton. He, you have two up back essentially, you know, about two yards off his hip. Those two up backs, Javante Spragans, your right guard, and Tyree West, a reserve defensive lineman. Then you got Jabari Small, uh, you know, sitting in the backfield. It's a full house, all right, one of the oldest formations in football. Joe Milton keeps him himself. He's stuffed, okay? Javante Spragans goes up, and Reggie Bush, Matt Liner style, pushes that some gun into the end zone right there. That was cool. Love it. Love it. The creativity from Josh Heupel and his offense never gets old to me. I freaking love it, and there was a lot in this football game as well. Um, and, and since you pulled Javante Spragans from right guard back, you had, I believe... See, Ollie Lane was at center, so I'm sure it was uh, Andre Kierke guard. I'm, I'm pretty sure Jackson Lampley went to a guard. Dane Davis came over and acted as a tight end. So you had a lot of beef <laughs> on the line at that point in time. But Tennessee goes up 21-3 to heading into the halftime break. Well, Tennessee comes back and scores its first offensive possession of the second half. Joe Milton keeps it again, makes it 28-3, to and I'll tell you how it happened. But first... Here's how it sounded, courtesy of Bob Kessling, Pat Ryan on the Ball Radio Network. Tennessee right back to the line of scrimmage, going quickly. Milton fakes the handoff, rolls to the right. He's Don't just going to waltz in. Touchdown, Joe Milton. Quarterback keeper around the right side, and Tennessee has scored on its first possession here in the third quarter as they take total control of this game. Zone read. Okay, it's as simple as that. Tennessee's so creative. RPOs, zone reads, speed options. We'll get to that in a moment. Pulling tight ends, pulling guards, pulling tackles, pulling centers. This was a simple zone read. Okay, Dylan Sampson's already scored two touchdowns. Has it in his hip right here, pulls it, and Joe Milton just goes around the right side. He had Keaton, I believe, to where he could lob it to him if he wanted to as well. But he just keeps it, a little RPO action, and uh, just goes straight into the end zone right there. Touchdown, Tennessee. Joe Milton's second rushing touchdown of the day. So it's 28 to 3. It's becoming a blowout. Uh, you've got uh, later on in the, I believe it's the third quarter. Yep. Later on in the third quarter, Dylan Sampson scores his third touchdown of the day. Speaking of speed option, this makes it 35 to 3 in favor of Tennessee. It's two yard spurt. Here's how it sounded. Milton has it. Third down and goal at the Virginia three. Milton, option, pitch out. Sampson to the end zone. Touchdown, Tennessee. Dylan Sampson, another score. Option play, and Sampson takes it in. And the Volunteers get another touchdown. They're second in as many possessions here in this second half. It's funny because when we go to practice, uh, practice viewing is done for the year now, but uh, when we go to practice in spring practice and in fall camp, <laughs> whenever they rep speed option, they tell us not to film it. And I always think it's funny. I mean, you know, coaches have their reasons for everything, but – you know, we're not reinventing the wheel here, okay? So anytime they run speed option, which isn't a lot, but they did it a couple times last year, anytime you run speed option, it just cracks me up. 
because you know it's a big play. Dylan Sampson and Hendon Hooker scored on it last year against Akron. Um, Dylan or Joe Milton and Dylan Sampson scored on it right here against Virginia. It goes for six, but I just think it's so funny. It's like, oh, that's well, we're not supposed to film it in practice, even though speed option has been around for a century. Uh, but it looked good right there. Uh, Joe Milton takes a couple steps, pitches at Dylan Sampson, getting the speed into the end zone. They ran it from the you know the the near hash to the short side of the field which I thought was interesting, but uh, it worked. Tennessee gets in the end zone again. Uh, two more scores. Tennessee is up 35-3. to Tennessee, uh, the the lone touchdown scoring drive of the day will come from Virginia next, where they got a deep pass down down the sideline over Gabe Judy Lawley. They ran a lot as well. Uh, Tennessee would come right back and answer in the fourth quarter. 11.06 ticks left in the quarter. Dylan, or uh, It was actually Jacob Warren will be on the receiving end of an 11-yard touchdown pass from Joe Milton. Milton. Gets his team to the line of scrimmage. Back to throw. Sets. Fires it over the middle. Touchdown, Tennessee. Quick slant to his tight end, Jacob Warren. The veteran tight end came on a post pattern, and he was hit right in stride by Joe Milton as Tennessee on a 12-yard touchdown strike ups the lead to 41-10. Due to 10 after the PAT, love that. Jacob Warren's first touchdown catch since 2021. It was a strong throw. He got it in there in a hurry, showing you the arm strength and velocity from Joe Milton that we know he's always possessed. 42 to 10 is the score. Tennessee would score one more time. <laughs> Who else? It's Dylan Sampson capping off his four touchdown day. First and goal, Tennessee at the Virginia three-yard line. Nico gives it to Sampson, pushing for the end zone, and touchdown, Tennessee. Dylan Sampson, four touchdowns today. That's a three-yard run for Sampson up the middle. So the backup offense in there, of course, you heard Nico Iamaliave, quarterback there from Bob. You had a backup offensive line. Parker Ball was at center. Addison Nichols is a right guard, so on and so forth. And again, not to take anything away from Dylan Sampson. <laughs> um, he scored four touchdowns. He'll be, he should be the SEC player of the week. But like, like Jalen Wright ran it all the way down the field. Ask for air. Dylan Sampson comes in, scores a touchdown. Jabari Small takes it all the way down the field. Ask for air. Dylan Sampson comes in, scores a touchdown. Like, you know, at least two of his touchdowns were because the other guys took themselves out. But again, that, that's great luxury to have if you're Tennessee. So uh, that is awesome stuff there. Big shout out to the Vol Radio Network, allowing me to utilize these scoring plays right here on Locked On Vols. Appreciate you guys for uh, being here as well. When we come back, we'll get into stats. And Kaner Greats, I'll tell you what I thought about Joe Milton. I'll tell you what I thought about the defense, the wide receivers, the offensive line, all that and more. That is coming up next right here on Locked On Balls. But as always, couldn't do without our friends and our proud sponsors, FanDuel, right here on Locked On Balls. Get ready for the NFL season. Incredible offers from FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. That is from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season with an offer that you're not going to want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. It's a Monday reactionary show right here on Locked On Balls, recapping Tennessee's 49-13 win over Virginia in the season opener. Uh, a new sporting attendance record at Nissan Stadium. It seems like every time Tennessee plays there, it sets a new attendance record for sporting events at Nissan Stadium. So if you were in-house, I know a lot of you guys were, met some of you guys as well. 
Uh, appreciate you guys for uh, listening. And, uh, you know, whenever you see me coming up saying, hey, seriously, uh, it makes my day. I love that. Uh, we're going to go over some key stats and then get into some canter grades. Here's the big ones. Oh, don't forget mailbag edition of the show. Any questions you guys have, uh, write in on the YouTube channel. Leave me a comment. Um, at underscore Kaner at Lockdown Balls. You guys know the drill. We'll hashtag Twitter Tuesday, uh, and we'll get to your question. You everydayers on the show tomorrow. Uh, here are some of those key stats. Tennessee lost the turnover battle. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, a one to nothing. UVA did turn it over on down. So did Tennessee. But Tennessee fumbled once. It was D. Williams punt return. He had a great game aside from that fumble. Uh, but Tennessee dominated in every other aspect. 29 to 12 first downs. Tennessee ran for 287 yards to 95 yards from Virginia. Tennessee averaged 5.5 yards a rush. Virginia averaged 2.4. Uh, speaking of rushing yards, at the end of the first quarter, Virginia had negative 23 rushing yards. Uh, stick that in your back your back wall there. Hold on to that one. Uh, passing yards, Tennessee threw for 212. Virginia threw for 106. Total offensive yards, Tennessee accumulated 499 yards off 85 plays. Virginia accumulated 201 total yards of offense off 64 plays. The Volunteers averaged 5.9 yards per play. Virginia averaged 3.1. Penalties were an issue. Um, I'll get to that at special teams in a moment. Um, you had a couple of procedural penalties like we talked about in week one, but still had two for Tennessee uh, in that one, but Tennessee was penalized. Wasn't horrible, but four times for 35 yards. Um, let's see here. Possession time. Tennessee will never win the, the possession battle, typically. 27 minutes and 6 seconds to 32 minutes and 54 seconds. Third down conversions. Tennessee 5 of 13. Not horrible. Virginia 5 of 18. Uh, Virginia was 0 for 1 on fourth down. Tennessee, of course, was 2 for 3, one of which scored a touchdown. Red zone chances. Red zone touchdown. Tennessee was 7 for 7. And Virginia got in the red zone three times, scored a touchdown once, kicked a field goal the other time. Now, let's get into some grades here, shall we? I'm not a football coach. I like to think I know football, but I've, uh, uh, you know, there are football coaches out there that will forget more football than I will ever know. So let me make that clear. These are just my grades, my opinions, and uh, it's my show. So we're going to do that. But please tell me why you disagree with it at underscore Kaner and at Lockdown Balls. Quarterback. Joe Milton, 21 to 30, 201 yards, two touchdowns. He rushed for two scores, completed 70% of his passes. Joe Milton gets a Joe Milton, Tennessee quarterbacks. I understand that Nico came in a little bit and Gas Moore took some snaps at the end. Quarterbacks will get a C plus. And here's why. I thought Joe was solid. Um, I did not think Joe was bad. Um I think that Joe Milton has certainly grown in making the right decision. I think Joe has really worked at putting touch on his passes. He did not overthrow, you know, down the field like we saw in previous years. Of course, it's game one, but still. Um, Joe had two bad decisions where he got lucky and didn't get interception, intercepted. Joe had one series in the second quarter where on three straight downs, he had three bad passes. You just want to avoid stretches like that, right? But he only had one series like that. He was not great by any means. He was not bad by any means. I thought he was solid. And you could tell that he has been putting in the work for sure to put more touch on the passes, to make the right decisions. So I'll say Joe Milton gets a C+. Maybe it should be a B. He wasn't bad at all. Wasn't bad at all. He was solid. He had uh, three total touchdowns in this game, completed 70% of his passes. In the second half, when Tennessee was leading by a lot, a lot of easy passes for Joe, there's some passes he'd want to have back. Romel Keaton's, uh, Keaton's drop in the first quarter would have been six easily. That's for sure. I want to make mention of that. But Joe Milton will get a C+. Running backs. I mean, you're going to get an A+. Plus. Uh, Jalen Wright, <laughs> averaging 9.6 yards per carry, 115 yards off 12 carries. 
Wowzers. Jabari Small had a great day. 67 yards off 13 carries. He averaged over five yards a tote. That's that's getting it done. Dylan Sampson, four total touchdowns in the game, three rushing touchdowns, 52 yards on 13 carries. He averaged four yards a pop. That ain't bad. Um, and Joe Milton, he had 40 yards gain on the ground as well. Thought he took off when he needed to. Did a good job there. So, um, And plus, uh, running backs as well combined six receptions, 30 yards, and a touchdown. I think the running backs are going to be used uh, in the short dump-off game where Hendon might have run. I think Joe will utilize those running backs more than throwing the football. Uh, running backs get an A+. Tight ends get an A. Jacob Warren had a touchdown reception. Thought McCallan Castles blocked really well. I was you know, going back and re-watching the football game. Thought McCallan Castles did a good job in blocking. He's really grown in that area. So I'll give the tight ends an A. Wide receivers, going to give you a C, and here's why. I think Dante Thornton didn't run the right routes on that ball that was a little underthrown in the end zone. That's a tough throw to make. Um, I, I don't think Dante Thornton ran the correct routes. Uh, Romel Keaton had a costly drop that would have been a touchdown. Um, you know, I thought the wide receivers were okay. They they need to utilize Brew more. They they do for sure. weren't bad, but I don't think the receivers helped Joe out enough in this one. And, and again, I think this wide receiver group is going to be one of the best on the team in terms of a unit group. So it's game one. I'll give it a C. You scored 49 points, right? So against a power five opponent, I'll give this a C uh, with a lot of room to get better for sure. And then the offensive line, you get an A. Tons of rotations up front, a couple different centers working. Gerald Mincy, I thought, had a good game flip-flopping from right tackle to left tackle. Um, offensive line gets an A for sure because of the way you just dominated uh, a pretty stout defensive line in my opinion. Uh, let's flip to the defense, shall we? Defensive line, A+. plus. The story of the game, defensive line showed out in a major way. James Pierce, two sacks. Tyler Barron, two sacks, two and a half TFLs. Aaron Beasley, you know, three tackles a TFL. Elijah Herring, five tackles, half a tackle for loss. Omar Norman Lott, Bryson Eason, Amari Thomas did some things on the defensive line. The defensive line killed. I know I said Aaron Beasley and Elijah Herring. I don't know why I'm getting a defensive line here. Uh, defensive line changed the line of scrimmage in this game. A plus, A plus, A plus. Linebackers, B plus. Uh, Keenan Peely, I thought, started off really, really well. Um, I thought it took him a little while to get to Arian Carter. I'm not really sure there. I thought Elijah Herring, Herring did some good things, but looked confused on some things. I thought Aaron Beasley's a stud. I think Aaron Beasley's one of the best players on this team. Uh, linebackers get a B plus. Defensive backs will give you a B. Third down conversion early in the first half. Slow with the safeties. Where have we heard that before? Gave Judy Lolly, though he should have had help from safety over the top on that long reception of 30 yards to Malachi Fields on the sideline. It still counts. Thought overall, I like the rotation at cornerback. I truly did like the rotation at star. Um, Christian Charles and Jordan Thomas need to practice more because. Andre Turnton played, Will Brooks played a little bit, but that rotation at safety needs to be more, okay? And they need to do it earlier. Uh, Jalen McCullough, we'll get into the pro football focus snap counts later on in the week. Jalen McCullough and uh, Wesley Walker played a ton of snaps in a blowout. That just, that that continues to to not need to be the case. And then finally, we'll, we'll end on special teams. Uh, actually, we'll end on coaching. Special teams is going to get a D. D. Williams, one of the most exciting players with the ball is in his hands. Ball is in his hands. I think that, okay, people are going to clip that and make another ball joke. Go ahead. <laughs> I guess a couple weeks ago with the Joe Milton thing. Uh, some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, D. Williams, fumble. Don't fumble, bro. But a uh, uh, return of 55 yards, a return of 31 yards. Dude is special. Don't fumble. Dude is special. Um, Josh Turbyville, kickoff guy. You look at all of his kickoffs, four of which sailed through the back of the end zone. Tucker's got a leg on him, okay? 
The two that went out of bounds, win might have been a factor a little bit, but I think that again, I'm not a coach. I need to I need to make some phone calls and ask. That might have been strategic. At Carson Newman, you know, Uncle Rico. At Carson Newman, we would try to pin the football at like the five yard line in the corner and have our coverage unit just go and swarm them, okay? Um I don't really understand that when you can just kick it through the end zone. But anyway, that's what we did when I played college ball. Now, I, you know, maybe that's what they were doing on a couple of those kickoffs that went out of bounds on Saturday because look at Turberville. He, he was booting it through the end zone with ease. So maybe some of that's not his fault. Anyway, stupid penalties. That can't happen, especially in the swamp. And then Jackson Ross. Some of you guys were tweeting at me, you know, saying, oh, I thought you were going to be good. I hear you. Like, I hear you. Um, Josh Heupel said it could have been nerves and all that. Remember, he's an Australian, you know, all, you know, Aussie punter. Uh, redshirted last year. This is his first action. I think nerves were very much an issue for him yesterday. Kicked with both legs. Um, you know, I think he's I think he's talented. I think he's a bit unorthodox, but I think he's going to be a weapon for Tennessee. I'll, I'll stand by that. He did not have a good day. It is what it is, man. He shanked one that went 17 yards. Uh, he had one that went like 27 yards. That that's not getting it done. And in two weeks, when you're in the swamp and it's loud and Tennessee needs to flip field. You better be able to be a weapon. And so the punting game was not good, but I think it'll get better. So overall, special teams, that third of the game, going to get a D. Needs to get better. Uh, but, I, but I think there's a lot of room to grow for sure. But boy, D. Williams, man, he's fun. Coaching gets a B. Um, again, uh, I, I thought Josh Hobble did a great job being patient with his play calling. I like the rotation on the offensive line, even though I don't like rotating at all. <laughs> um, defensive line, loved how they played all those players. Still need to play more at the safety position. Um, I don't like the fourth down call early in the game, but I love the fourth and fourth and goal essentially um, in, in the first series of the game. Overall, coaching will get a B. Those are my grades. Would love to hear what you think at underscore Kaner at Lockdown Vols. There's so many other avenues, so many other topics. I love to dive in about this game, and we can still do that as the week goes on before we flip the script to Austin P. Uh, would love to hear your guys' thoughts. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, mailbag edition of the show, that is tomorrow at underscore Kaner and at Lockdown Balls. Can't thank you enough. Tennessee's 1-0. Tennessee wins 49-13 over Virginia in Nashville at Nissan Stadium. And we're going to continue to talk about it and get you ready for the home opener at Neyland Stadium on Saturday. But right here as the week goes on, this is Lockdown Balls. Appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.